Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Abrea podcast. Before we went on break, we previewed what we are going to do for this week's show. Once again, talk about the Niners and their upcoming game against the Saints on Sunday. But before we get into the preview, do have to break down what happened last week, both with our betting picks as well as the Niners' overall game. And unfortunately for us, the betting picks did not go well as we went 0-2. We leaned to the Cardinals plus the points and the under. That did not work out, but on the bright side, the Niners were really good as San Francisco won the game 38-10. to Our picks looked good early on as the Cardinals led 3 to nothing after the first quarter. However, that was when all the positives quickly died for Arizona, and the 49ers outscored the Cardinals 38-7 to over the rest of the game, outscored the Cardinals 21-0 in the second half as San Francisco won in blowout fashion. So to go through the overall numbers, we'll go through the box score first for the offense. Jimmy Garoppolo was very good, 20 of 29, 228 in terms of yards, four touchdowns, zero picks, QBR of 77.3, also sacked zero times. So the Niners gave him a lot of time in the pocket. Garoppolo made the most of it, and he played very well. For the ground game, you had a pretty decent overall performance, and nobody really stood out in terms of a huge game, but the Niners as a whole had 28 carries for 159 yards, 5.7 yards per carry, and one rushing touchdown. Elijah Mitchell had 59 yards on nine carries, McCaffrey had 39 yards on seven carries, and Debo Samuel had 37 yards on three carries. However, he did have a 39-yard touchdown run, so he definitely provided a huge spark into the backfield. But to go through the receiving core, you had Kittle, who led the way with four catches for 84 yards and two touchdowns. McCaffrey had seven catches for 67 yards, so McCaffrey did have over 100 yards from scrimmage. You had Debo Samuel, with seven catches for 57. He was kind of battling a bit of a hamstring injury there in the second half, but I do believe he's okay. And you had Ayuk, who only had two catches for 20 yards. However, he did make the most of those two catches because they both were touchdown receptions. So Ayuk had two touchdowns, and he definitely helped lead the Niners to a nice win with a couple of big red zone catches. But the Niners really played a perfect game after the first quarter, and that's why they won handily. But to go through Arizona's numbers here, Colt McCoy got the start which is a reason why our spread pick 
was a bit unfortunate because we thought Kyler would play since he had an extra day off and it was a Monday night game. Did not happen, and McCoy did not look good. 218 passing yards, zero touchdowns, one pick, QBR of 39, also got sacked three times. Trace McSorley came in off the bench, had 59 passing yards and one interception, no touchdowns, QBR of 27.9. As for the ground game, the Cardinals only had 67 rushing yards and averaged just 2.8 yards per carry. However, James Conner did have 42 yards on 12 carries, which is really not impressive for three yards a carry. However, he did have a rushing touchdown, which I guess was one of the only positives for the team. But for the receiving core, Dorch was very good, had 103 receiving yards on nine catches, and Hopkins had nine catches for 91 yards. But for the most part, Arizona did nothing offensively the entire game, and that was the story. Uh, but to go through the overall sacks for the Niners defense, you had Fred Warner, who had one. You had Kevin Givens, who had another. And shockingly, Nick Bosa had another one. So Bosa's been a machine, basically averaging a sack or more per game up to this point. And he got after Colt McCoy. So nice job by him. Nice job of the defense. And they really just rose to the occasion. It was a game the Niners kind of needed to have. Now they are officially in first place, gained a half game against Seattle. And they do have the tiebreaker since they won the game earlier this season. They're going to have another head-to-head, which they probably will need to win. But the point is, as of right now, the Niners are technically a first-place team in the NFC West, while Arizona is firmly in third place. But to go through the Saints, their opponent for this upcoming game, will go through their performance in Week 11, and they had a win there against the Rams. Was it an impressive win? Not really, but they still got the job done. The Rams really are just an awful team. Three and seven, to make matters worse, Stafford suffered a concussion midway through the game. And Stafford was kind of torching this Saints defense. Stafford had 159 yards, two passing touchdowns, QBR of 76.9. Then he got hurt. Perkins came in, had 64 passing yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks, and got sacked three times, QBR of 34.9. So the Rams only scored six points after half, got outscored 17-3 to in the second half, which is why the Rams lost the game. But for the... Uh, Saints offensively, Andy Dalton was actually really good when 21 of 25 for 260, three touchdowns, zero picks. He was sacked three times, but had a QBR of 84.7 for the ground game. Really not much doing. Kamara had 42 yards. Uh, Taysom Hill actually led the way with 52 yards, but the Saints scored 27 points. And a lot of it was after half because with a backup quarterback in the game, the Rams just could not move the chains. And to go through the team numbers, the Rams actually had more total yards of offense. Uh, they ended up having 336. The Saints had a 323. But overall, the Saints were consistent and they were good enough at home. Are they a good team? Absolutely not. They're four and seven. They're really not good at much. They do have a good receiving core, though. And Olave did have a good game. He burned Jalen Ramsey on a deep pass late in the game for a 53-yard touchdown reception, finished with 102 yards. Juwan Johnson at, at the tight end spot had a touchdown of 47 yards. And you had Jarvis Landry, who had a receiving touchdown and 33 yards. But the Saints are really not a good team. And I'm not going to overreact to them beating the Rams, who are an even worse team up to this point. But nice win by the Saints, another traveling on the road, which has been a bit of an issue for them this season. And to go through the road numbers, the Saints are not good. 
uh, to go through their record on the highway. The Niners are, first of all, 3-1 and one at home. The Saints are 1-3 and three on the road. But the Saints, despite winning last week, have still really struggled. They've lost two of their last three games by at least 10 points. And the one team they beat was the Rams, who are a disaster. But you're going through the Niners. They've won three straight, each win by at least six points. Two of those three wins by at least uh, 17 points. And I mentioned during their bye week how important this stretch was going to be because the Niners had a bunch of home games in a row. And the Niners also were fully healthy with McCaffrey now joining the team. And I did think this would be put up or shut up time for the Niners. And so far, so good. They've won three straight and they're now in possession of first place. So hopefully they keep it rolling. As for the spread and the total, Niners are favored by a decent amount to nobody's surprise. Niners are laying nine and a half at home and the over under is 43. Starting off with the side in this game, I will take the Niners. I think after the first quarter no-show there against the Cardinals, they woke up and they looked like a well-oiled machine offensively. The Saints defense is really mediocre. You're going through the numbers here, allowing over 24 points per game, allowing 346 plus total yards per game. I do think that you'll end up seeing the Niners move the ball on this team. You can talk about the Saints defense, which is usually good against the run. It has not been the case this year, as the Saints are allowing over 132 rushing yards per game. You have McCaffrey, you have Elijah Mitchell, you have a receiving core with Samuel, assuming he's healthy, with Kittle, who was very sharp last week, and Ayuk has been very good in the red zone. I think the Niners just have too many weapons, also a very good offensive line, and I think the Saints will struggle to really get off the field much defensively in this game. Once again, the Rams are a terrible offensive team, and yet Stafford was basically on pace to score around 28 points against this team before he got hurt. So the Saints defense, not exactly good. Meanwhile, the Niners defense is only gave up 10 last week, only gave up 16 to the Chargers, which was a very impressive performance because the Chargers offensively looked really good against the Chiefs. I know that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams played. Williams had one catch, was injured the entire game, and Allen was on a snap count. But the point is Herbert, we know, can put up points, and the Niners gave up nothing after half. And then against the same Rams team, only gave up 14 points against the staff, a Stafford-led Rams team for the entire game. I think the Niners' defense will dominate up front. I think you'll probably see Bosa record a sack or so. But Andy Dalton had one good game against the Rams. He's still not very good, and I do think he's going to struggle in this game against the Niners' elite defense. And I think you'll end up seeing the Niners dominate both sides of the ball. So I will go with the Niners minus 9.5. I think this game gets ugly, and I think the Niners probably win this game by at least 14. But nine asks too short. I'll gladly take it if I'm also getting 10 as a win. And to go through the overall total, I will lean to the over in this game. The Saints defense, I'm not sold on. Giving up 27 to Baltimore, gave up 20 to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's offense is not very good. Gave up 20 last week to basically Stafford and a small dose of backup quarterback performance. But the point is I do think the Saints defense has been struggling. And the Niners offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. Give me the over. I think that the Niners have a shot to potentially get to 30 in this game. They probably won't get there. I'm assuming they'll probably finish somewhere around 27. But I see this game finishing somewhere around 27-17, maybe 30-17. to But I will go with the over in this matchup as a result. Maybe garbage time as well. Niners open up a huge lead. Saints end up chucking the ball around a lot 
in garbage time while they're down three touchdowns and maybe put together a scoring drive late. But for me, I'm going to go with a much better team at home. I'll go with the Niners minus the nine and a half, and I will go with the over 43 as my plays in this episode. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.